Blog Talk Radio. In my helmet, cleats, and shoulder pads. Standing in the huddle, listening to the call. Fans going crazy for the boys of fall. Hey, everybody, welcome to the fifth quarter. Coach Johnson, I'm your host, Dave Johnson. Uh, glad to have you with me tonight. And, uh, most of you all know, women's tackle football is over for 2018 for regular season. Um, high school, college, and the NFL is getting ready to start. And uh, speaking of high school, um, one of our local high schools uh, around here in our area has two young ladies um, playing on it. That's Jamaica High School in uh, Carter County. Um, number 54, Cindy Robertson, and uh, number 22, Sandra, Sandra Darby. Um, we actually went uh, last Friday and watched them uh, in a jamboree. Um, the, the Robertson girl, she's a senior. She actually started on defense. Um, the other girl, she's a sophomore. And, um, she got to play quite a bit as well. Um, you know, it's... Um, Growing up, a lot of girls, I know my wife, Jennifer, she didn't get to play sports, but um, once she she always loved sports. And um, for a lot of girls, especially, you know, growing up, they want to play football, and, and it's so much um, men, boys, male-driven, however you want to say it. And, you know, it becomes you know, sort of, I guess, aggravating to to these coaches to have to put up with um, women or girls playing on the team when the locker rooms are set up just for guys and they, you know, have women's sports and they want to steer you uh, into something else. Um, there, but there's a lot of girls that, you know, want to play football growing up and uh, to see these, you know, um, get to play on the Friday night, you know, and um, have the have the courage to to go out there when the deck is stacked against them, you know, to play on a on a boys' team with the you know with the locker room differences and and that kind of thing. And um, you know, I don't know the coaches real well. They seem to have accepted it uh, from what I can see um, uh, really well. And uh, you know, just for these girls to to continue their dreams of, of playing on Friday night is is a big, um, huge thing for me, you know, and them uh, to, to pursue their dreams, you know, not to give up on playing. If, you know, in fact, that was a dream of the, the one girl, uh, the Robertson girl. I'd actually talked to her, I mean, Coach Mike, and she had, uh, it's her first year playing, and she really wanted to play more, and actually just got uh, started playing this year. But, 
can, you know, I can't imagine um, what goes through their mind, you know, wanting to play on a on a boys team, wanting to play football, but it has to be, you know, when you're that age on a boys team. Um, they didn't even know that their women's football existed until uh, we talked to them. And uh, so, you know, the courage for them to stick with their dream of playing football on a boys team on Friday night, um, that's, you know, that's uh, a lot. Of, of courage for those young ladies, and I'm sure they've heard a lot along the way that you know you can't play on that on that boys team and been discouraged a lot. And uh, so, you know, my hats off to them girls. Um, they're gonna need a lot of work and help along the way to uh, you know stay at that level. And uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be. Um, a big, a big thing for them to stay um, focused as the year goes on, um, to work harder, take the abuse. Um, I seen them get knocked around some in that game, um, so it's going to take a lot more than just saying I want to play. And uh, I hope these girls are up for the challenge. You know, I seen in that game that uh, those boys got after them pretty hard. Which you know they should. They shouldn't treat them any any different. Uh, may if they do, maybe play than they should. So uh, you know they they decide to play. They should treat them just like any other players. And with that being said, uh, they're gonna take a take a lot of um, hits and and uh, bruises along the way. So we'll see how much. Um, of that they can sustain as the year goes on. Um, they actually play this Friday night. We're going to try to go watch them play again. Um, you know, it just intrigues me um, to know that uh, there's two two girls playing on the high school team and uh, that they've never heard about us and we never heard about them till till just the other day. So good, good luck to those two young ladies and. Um, We'll see what happens. Uh, last week, we actually had a player join us. Um, this week, we have a coach and uh, maybe an owner of another team join us. I, I'm not sure if the owner will get to. He's sort of been a um, But we do have uh, a coach join us here in just a, just a second. And, uh, you know, for for me, he's off-season in women's football, I, I – it's hard, I guess, when, you know, when I was young and, and uh, growing up and, and after football season was over, you know, um, once I got to high school, I didn't play basketball anymore. And, and uh, I just couldn't wait. I mean, honestly, I just couldn't wait for football to, to start again, even though it was just over. And, man, I'm going to tell you, you just never thought of, uh, you know, having to, recruit every year, having to keep these players on the team that you've already got. And uh, this women's football, man, it, it seems like it gets tougher and tougher each year to keep your returning players on the team and then recruit players. You know, it, uh, I don't I don't understand it. And, uh, you know, this, it's part, this is part of uh, stuff that drives me crazy as far as football goes, and uh, I don't want to keep saying just women's football, but, you know, there's all kinds 
of women that want to play, a lot of women that want to play, but they don't want to commit or dedicate and uh, give the effort to the sport of football. And, and, you know, it just happened to be women's football to to be that player. And and when I say that player, I, I mean to be that good, to be the player on the team, the go-to player. Um, there's so many uh, players I see that the, the difference between them and the the go-to player or them and or a captain of the team, just a little bit. And that little bit might be making the extra practices, being early, staying late, you know, being at every event, no matter what it is, being just a front runner, being a front leader for the team. And, uh, you know, football is just so unlike any other sport. It, it's the ultimate team sport. And it, it takes everybody uh, on the team to to make that work. And and I hear so much, you know, of this, uh, everybody around here, I'm going to say, I don't want to say cross country because I don't want to speak for everybody else, but around here, you know, we get a lot of softball players. And they, you know, they want, I play softball. Well, let me tell you something. Um, and I'm not throwing off on softball, but, pick, but playing this co-ed softball and stuff, not high school or college softball, but playing co-ed softball and stuff is nothing like playing football. I mean, I know guys, they uh, walk, get out there and knock the cover off of knock them out of the park. Um, so football, you have to work at it, and you have to work at it as a team. And what what happens is when you have you have uh, a team of twenty five players and you have twelve or thirteen that are really committed, and then you have three or four that's just almost as committed, and then the other three or four are just you know barely hanging on. Man, it hurts your whole team, and and it, nothing it, those those twelve or thirteen that are really committed really hurt from those others not being committed. Um, this, this is the part of women's football that uh, is hard for me and uh, and drives me crazy. So um, you know, I know there's I know there's serious players out there. Um, me and Coach Wallace, we we've beat while we've talked about it. And, uh, you know, we just come to the conclusion that, you know, if they don't want it as bad as, as we do and uh, want to do anything to play, that, that it's just not in. And, uh, you know, that being said, there's just, they're just not a whole lot um, you can do. I, I firmly believe if you, if you want to do something bad, though, uh, you'll figure out a way to do it. Um, and that's, you know, that's me um, – Coach Mike, that's that's anybody. So um, I'm not just throwing anybody's name out there. I'm throwing everybody's name out there. Um, speaking of Coach Mike, I believe he's now on the line. How about it, Coach? You there? Yes, sir. How are you? Hey, man. Hey, I'm doing good. How's it going? Oh, uh, it's going. Just listening to the show. <laughs> going that good, huh? Hey man, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know this this recruiting stuff. You know, I know it's um, it's a whole lot. It's so much different than than the men's game. Um, you know, 
it's tough and and until you really uh, get it first hand and, and try it, uh, people don't realize uh, how much there is to it and and what it takes to land these girls. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, we're recruiting females to play football, uh, and you don't see a lot of females playing football uh, at any level, whether it's high school, college, or professional. Uh, so the product that we have to sell, we really have to sell it to uh, a female, that uh, that woman that's never played football before. Um, and it, that's a tough task. It's a tall order um, uh, just because of the – um, you know, the technicality, the physicality of the sport, uh, what we demand as coaches. Um, and it's, it certainly is, is different uh, than, than kind of trying to recruit guys when, you know, the, the level goes as, as high as NFL. Um, so it, it certainly, certainly puts, uh, uh, if you've never done it, um, it certainly takes, uh, takes its toll on you. There's no doubt about that. Right. Well, we actually, you know, um, talked to these uh, this one girl longer than the other one, uh, talking about the Robertson girl and the Darby girl. Um, you know, you played high school football, and I played high school football. Um, and and I, honestly, I, I I think back all the time. Can you can you imagine having uh, having a female? with the way um, things went back then when you played, with the way the coaches were and, and uh, you know, with none of the rule changes and stuff that they have now? No, honestly, I can't. Uh, you know, everything now is, uh, I, what is it, uh, politically correct. Um, and then, you know, when we were playing high school football, uh, coaches were the old you know, old Vietnam veteran guys. You know, they had they had to chew in their in their mouth, and they would spit, and you know, they would use every cuss word in the book, and um, you know, and, and and the physicality of the player or the the coach on the on the player was even uh, just. I mean, you can't. God forbid you touch a player now. Uh, that was all too common when I played high school football. Um, but no, I, I certainly I couldn't imagine it back uh, when I played high school. Yeah, I, I tell this story all the time. Is when I was a freshman, um, I was the same height I am now. Weighing there as much as I do now, and, and uh, I was—I mean, I thought I was a really good player and one of the biggest players on the team. And uh, had a, a guy that was fresh out of the Marine Corps uh, was. Uh, was our head coach as a freshman, and this guy was uh, about five foot seven and draws down like a piece of iron. And uh, he tried everywhere in the world to climb up my helmet with me, you know. And and every day he was telling me how bad I was and how lazy I was and how sorry I was and how good I wasn't. And uh, you know, one of them kind of when you bend over, kick your neck kind of deals, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I'll be honest, I just can't imagine back then uh, having any any girls on the team, not from their ability to be able to play. I don't mean that. Just by the way things were then to the way they are now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. I think just, you know, again, just the way the sports played itself is different. It's different, uh, you know, this year than it was last year, and it's certainly different now than it was 34 years ago. Um, so, you know, um, 
you know, it, it, if you had a female, uh, and, if, and it wasn't uncommon, I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't uncommon, but I had heard of females playing, but they were kickers uh, or they never saw the field, period. And, um, you know, it just, uh, you know, practices in, were back then were always supposed to be harder than the games. And so uh, it, you never really saw a female come out to play football because of the, uh, just because of the, the, the human nature of the, of the sport. Um, and, and then guys, you know, I think too, is uh, it took a lot um, for, uh, you know, as guys, as I was in high school, uh, you, you feel threatened, you know, and the attitude guys had towards girls that, that uh, you know, when I was in high school, uh, you know, you're invading on our turf. Some things females can't do. Uh, but, you know, that certainly uh, is turning the tide now. I think there's a lot of, you know, we, well, we got a, you got a league and there's, you know, there's thousands and thousands of females playing football now. And uh, so, you know, but certainly things have changed over the years. Yeah, well, we we actually have a few players and have seen several players that could that could honestly uh, play and really contribute on a lot of high school football teams. Uh, no, no doubt about that. You know, when when I played when I was young in elementary school, there there was a uh, a family um, and they was several of the kids and the, the older sister actually played and played quarterback and I was like in the third grade and she was in the fifth grade and she was really, really good. And uh by the time I got to the sixth grade we were in we went to the same middle school after we didn't go to the same elementary school but the same middle school. And, you know, by the time I got to the sixth grade, all the boys had had caught up to her and, you know, she she was just a non factor um, and decided, you know, not to play. And that was pretty much the only female other than, you know, just picking up backyard football with the boys that we played with, their sisters and stuff. That was actually the only uh, girl that I'd ever uh, played against. And, uh, you know, she certainly, at that at that level, she was a quarterback. And, and uh, when I, like I said, she was two years older than me, and uh, she was by far, better than any quarterback we had we had, had on our team. Um but you know, I when when we were talking to the the Robertson girl, I think for both of these girls and and you probably agree that as far as playing high school, they're on a they're on a great team for them, um, to be playing on, uh, for the size of the school, you know, for the um I don't know for the talent level that they're going to be seeing. Actually, give them an opportunity to do some playing time and and to learn a lot and and maybe develop um, some of these skills at, at young at a young age. Versus a lot of these girls that you know don't get to play till they're in their late twenties or thirties. Well, you know when we talk to. Uh to Cindy, uh, Cindy Robertson, uh, you know, she was upset that she hadn't heard about us sooner. Uh, and we had mentioned to her, well, you know, at least if you've heard of us now at, at 18, some of these, you know, ladies come to us and they're, you know, they're 30, almost 30 years old and kicking themselves in the butt because they, they couldn't play or they it just for whatever reason or hadn't heard of us or just feel like they were too old. Uh, but to your point, as far as where they're playing, I, I agree. I think that the school, uh, I'm not sure what division they are, um, but uh, the school that they play for here, local school, Unica, um, very small school, um, and it benefits them 
uh, for them to be able to play um, uh, at, with that uh, at that school because they don't have as many players. Um, uh, but you know, and it helps them uh, also coming to us, or uh, if they do decide to come to us, is that they are already experienced in football uh, and introduced to it. But at the men's level, uh, and the physicality uh, helps them out as well. So you know, certainly uh, they they are a step above most recruits that we get with no experience at all. Yeah, I mean, we sit there and watch them. I mean, they got hammered. Um, the the older girl, I mean, she she was going up against Eagle boy there, and, and uh, he got after her the whole game, you know, and he. He knocked her around and beat her around, and uh, she kept getting up and getting up. And, and you know, I, I really like that, that, uh, you know, you take those hits. Because let me tell you something, I've seen guys that uh, <coughs> keep taking those hits, and, you know, it's not long before they're done. And, uh, you know, the, and I really just watched them, too, pretty much the whole game just to see – you know, how they reacted and, and what they did. And, and you know, the fact that the the uh, Robertson girl just kept coming and coming and kept hustling. And, uh, you know, obviously you can tell that, uh, you know, she needs to gain a lot of knowledge of football. And I'm sure, you know, when we talked to her, she, she realized that and said it herself. Um, and you could see that in a lot of her play. But she sure enough hustled. And to me, that, that meant a lot because, like I said, there were several times she got knocked down. Those big old boys just lay on her to hold her down. And, uh, you know, she kept getting up and, and going after them. And, and a lot of times didn't even uh, get knocked around, didn't really know where the play was. And uh, that takes a lot from anybody, and especially um, a girl that's never played football. You're out there on a high school level. Now, I don't care who you play for, where you play. There's going to be some really good players on some of those teams, and they're going to ring your bell. And uh, she she got her bell around the time or two the other night. Yeah, she did. But I'll tell you, though, what I like about her the most uh, is that she seems to have a stronger will to prove that she can do it than those who are trying to prove that she can't do it. Uh, and I think that that's uh, you know that that's just volumes or speaks volumes on on a person's character. Uh, you know, we always tell you you know it's not how many times you get knocked down, it's how many times you get up. Uh, and she certainly kept getting up, and she she you know she was out there and she was trying. And you're right, there are a lot of guys out there who would take some of those hits uh, that would um, you know probably would have called it a, a a day. I mean, she was getting double teamed. Now that that could have been just a scheme their offensive line was running, but. Uh, you know, she certainly was in a position to where sometimes she'd get pancaked by two players, but she kept getting up. And I and I think uh, it's important for, uh, you know, any female football player that is listening. Um, and exactly what I said is your will to prove that you can do this and be committed has got to be stronger than somebody's will to prove that you cannot do it. And um, and I think if, if you have that mentality, I think certainly – uh, at least starting with that and, and develop into your own personal culture, you're already uh, uh, above the game at that point. Yeah, you know, one thing that um, that impressed me as much as anything um, about a girl, and we're talking more about her because we, we did meet with her versus the other girl, um, and this really has nothing to do with her play on football, but when we met with her, um, you know, she kept looking at her phone, and and finally she said, "You know what? I hate to 
hate to leave you guys, but it's 2.30, and I have to be at the school at 3 o'clock, and I don't want to be late. And you know what? That I told Jennifer, I said, I know that's the littlest thing, but that right there really meant as much to me as anything is, is to know, you know, this what we were talking about or whatever was probably important, but to know that her task at hand was first and foremost to play on this high school football team and, you know, to, to really uh, be aware and respect that uh, she had to be somewhere at 3 o'clock and uh, was aware of it and, uh, you know, was professional about it. She had to go and uh, and was to make sure she was there on time. Yeah, how many times have we heard or talked to to a player and they, you know, when they're looking at their watch or their phone, that, that it always ends up to being, well, my ride is here or, um, you know, I have a, a – I don't know a date, uh, or they make up some excuse. But uh, in this in this case, certainly to hear, uh, hey, listen, I got to be somewhere. I got to be at this, this stadium because my coach is telling me I got to be there. Uh, that's music to a coach's ear. And uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I was impressed uh, by that, and uh, you know, I know you were too. And uh, you know, I, I think that she is is um, uh, she has the makings to be. I mean, everything that she was doing out there. I mean, she had a good stance. I mean, she – listen, I mean, I just – I know nobody really knows who we're talking about here, but uh, she just uh, – you know, she, she – I think she embodied what it was that we're looking for as far as attitude. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know those, are, those are some things that coaches, uh, you know, they'll work with that. You know, and, and two is uh, I think – you know, some of the questions that she had, and, and rightfully so. I mean, she she's still young. 18 is very, very young. And the fact that she's just played, this is her first year, and uh, she's getting ready to graduate. Well, I mean, she just started her senior year, but she's going to graduate next year. And, and the fact that, uh, you know, she's going to go to college and get her part-time job, and, and she wants to play. And, you know, all of those things are our concern. And, and, you know, what we um, told her was, and, and she she understood, she just, just didn't know how a lot of, you know, the practices go. But where there's where there's a, a will, there's, and, you know, we, we really tried to interact that with her, um, is to make sure that, you know, she knew, hey, you be committed to us when uh, you possibly can, and you know we're we're committed to you. And that, I mean that's with all players, uh, you know. And a lot of these girls say, well, I mean, I, I mean you've talked to this week, but uh, you know I I want to play, but I, I, you know. And then when you give them a scenario to make it work, you still hear the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you certainly get the uh, you certainly get that feel for players. I mean, we've, I've talked to 13 different players in the last, you know, just a couple of days, um, and I've had have players. That some of the excuses have been uh, I don't have time, or I've had excuses to say that. I mean, I won't say that's an excuse. I mean, if that is their their reason for not playing, uh, and I've heard everything from you know, hey, I, I just I got too much going on in my life. I would love to play. And then you, you say, okay, well, you know, this is what we're about and this is when we practice. And then there's, then they come up with a, oh, well, you know, then something else comes up. So, you know, and then you're, you probably talk to them once uh, and you never hear from them again. Um, but, um, you know, 
I didn't get the feeling from this uh, from from Cindy. I thought that she was uh, she was energetic about it, and um, I'm hoping I'm hoping that we can get her committed. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping to get both of them committed. Uh, you know, bringing getting these young girls is is certainly um, the way to go. And it, I mean, not just with women, just in anything. I mean, the earlier you can, uh, don't get me wrong. We know there's guys that play one year at the top uh, high school, go on to be great in the pros, but that's not very often. And the earlier you can get these guys some knowledge. Now, just because a guy's a great quarterback in middle school anything. Uh, but the fact that these guys can play in middle school or elementary school and gain some knowledge of the game will help them in any uh, level of play that they go to. Now, what people don't understand is, is the higher you go, the, the the better the competition. Each You said it. You said it just a minute ago. Each year, it's tougher and tougher in this football. And it's going to keep getting tougher. So we have to keep getting better. We have to stay on top of stuff. And, I mean, we've actually started recruiting this year earlier than, than this team's ever started before just to try to stay on top and, you know, try to get these young girls um, – Involved early is uh, is definitely a plus, and and what we want need to do. Yeah, I mean, and I, I I'm with you. I would like to see them get involved as early as as peewee. You know, if that's what they call it anymore, little league football. Um, and I'd like to see more female coaches uh, involved. Uh, we talked about it uh, just the other day, or maybe it was today, when we talked about um, uh, you know Jennifer actually maybe going out and trying to to help a. a uh, coach over there at Unica uh, would help her and also help those the the two girls out there, Cindy and uh, Sandra. So, um, you know, I, I definitely think that uh, you know the the, the more uh, that we can get them involved and the more knowledge they can get, and it's just like you know, you, you say all the time, you got to crawl before you can walk. Um, we just got to get these girls to crawl quicker. Well, you know, every year since we've had a team, since before we had a team. We have set up at the Appalachian Fair. And for you folks that are listening, you don't know what that is. That's a local fair here at home. And uh, this is the first year we're not setting up since we've had a team. And, and I'm going to tell you, and we have only got from four years of setting up over there, four years, we have one player on this current roster from all the people that came through there. We got notebooks full of people that come through and say they're interested. And then when you call them, they say just what you said when you talk to them. But me and Jennifer talked about a long time ago uh, of starting a young, um, a young football league and, you know, maybe going to the girls or boys club and, um, getting these girls uh, there, and, you know, maybe it's a deal where we just play seven on seven and divide these girls up and make a league amongst them and teams, um, but make it full contact so we can start getting them together. Um, it's just so much work, and it's so hard, much help, but it looks like that's what we're going to have to do to to start growing and grooming these players uh, to play like we need to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. And you know, I, you know, football has always been 
men. I mean, men have everything. This, I mean, as far as sports, uh, this is what men do, men, men, men. And I think if it starts, if we can get that in an early, uh, instilled in an early age uh, uh, for young, uh, young women, uh, that, you know, hey, we, we can play football from an early age all the way up into the NFL. You know, listen, we have right now in the NFL, there are four female coaches. You have a Jennifer Welter for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, uh, and she coaches linebackers. I mean, let's just think of that for a second. You know, here we have a female who is, is literally coaching linebackers in the NFL. If that is not, I mean, next to a quarterback, is probably your most important defensive player. Uh so, and then you have, you know, have Caitlin Smith, and she's with the Bills. You have Caitlin Sowers with the 49ers. She's another linebacker coach. And then, of course, you have the Raiders who have Kelsey Martinez. She's our strength and conditioning coach. I mean, we're talking strength and conditioning men to play the professional sport that women can't play. It's time. It's time that we, we, we put this uh, on the forefront and, you know, and get these young girls involved early so they can, there can be more of these women uh, in the NFL, but maybe even playing instead of just, you know, behind-the-scenes type deal? Well, I'm going to ask you this, and I've never um, coached under or or beside or anything, uh, any women, not that I'm against it at all. Um, you know, just you know, there's a lot of beliefs that you know, even you know, I believe in, and and maybe we, you know, butt heads on some ourselves. But you actually, I picked uh, Coach Shelley Hewitt to be the head North Florida Pumas on the Southwest All Star team, and uh, me and you had talked about it before, and you actually uh, was helping them on that staff. Uh, what what did you think about her? And and the way uh, she she was on the sidelines as a head coach, I you know I tell you she she understands the role of a head coach. Uh, she understands that the head coach is merely there to make sure that the other coaches are doing their job, and I think she did that really well. She didn't overstep boundaries. Uh, she had something that she wanted to say. She did say it, but she wasn't too eager uh, to feel like she had something to prove. And I think that goes along the lines with, you know, every coach there understanding her role. Um, and so I, I think as long as she didn't feel that she was uh, threatened, uh, then there wasn't going to be, uh, there was not going to be any conflict. Um, but, you know, I, I loved working with her. I, you know, I, I would love to do it again. And I think she's, she's doing a fabulous job there with, uh, with Florida. Um, you know, and she's, you know, it, she's just, she's exactly what women's football needs. And I think, uh, you know, it, it wouldn't be something I would shy away from uh, to work with her again. I think she's that good. She's very knowledgeable. Uh, she's got the respect of her players. Um, you know, she has a, a routine, a structure. Um, uh, and, you know, she, you know, she, listen, she gets the players motivated. She gets the players, uh, and you saw that first drive. Uh, that first drive was solely just off of her speech, getting us, getting us pumped up, ready to play football. And uh, you know, that's what it takes. And I think she's got all the right tools. And I think that if she sticks with it, I think she's gonna, uh, you know, there, there's a place somewhere for her, definitely in football. Yeah, I, I really, I really like her. Man, I don't even um, know her that well. Just met her, you know, several times. But um, I actually, before we played, I talked to her uh, probably for twenty minutes. For our game and 
and just really liked her at that point because me and her had and seen a lot of the same values, you know, of, of the way we like to do things and, and employers and uh, that. And I, I just liked her attitude and, you know, the, the fact that, you know, nothing is it's personal with her, uh, what I gathered. And, and, you know, she was there. You know, she's not even the head coach for the Pumas, and I'm not even sure what exactly her coaching um, title is there. Um, I just, you know, for me, I just wanted her uh, to be the head coach of, of the Southwest, and I, I thought she did a good job. And most most people don't understand this, Mike, and this happens so much in women's football because, like us, we're really understaffed. Uh, our coaching staff is under uh, understaffed. And, uh, you know, you go to these camps, um, the head coach doesn't do much coaching. He, he walks around and evaluates all these other coaches and players and makes sure all of them are on the right page. It's very rare even in NFL anymore, the head coach calls the plays. Now, there's some that still do, um, and there's some that still call the defensive plays. But for the most part, these head coaches are coaching their coaches. You know what I'm saying? And I think, for me for me personally, the, the reason that you have um, – on certain staffs, you don't have as many coaches. Is the the assistant coaches don't understand their role, and I think um, that's one thing about the North Florida Pumas that I really like about their coaching staff. Whether people think they're great or not, and I'm not going to evaluate what they do as far as as uh, you know. I don't really know what they do, and I don't want to say either way. But what I can say is the way they handle their role is is actually uh, something to be uh, said for. Yeah, I mean, um, the the problem uh, with with coaching uh, this level minor league, whether it's whatever level really is, is getting the right coaches in uh, and having you know the ability or for for. Let's just bring up you for example. If you had more coaches, there's probably a possibility. You may, you may, maybe you would say, okay, look, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to make sure you're doing the right thing, you're doing the right thing, you're doing the right thing, so I can evaluate you guys. But, you know, we're so understaffed that we have to, we have so many different hats we wear. Um, and what they got down there in Florida uh, is, is was evident, especially watching uh, during the All-Star game, uh, that there is a, uh, a system that they go by. Uh, and it it is transcended from the head coach all the way down to, and I'm telling you this to be the truth. Even the water girl that was on the sideline for us, it, it was it was just a system. It went from the top to the bottom. Um, uh, it, it was truly uh, truly amazing to be a part of it. And uh, you know, I think that's what every coach aspires, uh, especially if you're uh, a head coach, that you want to get that staff that's all on the same page. And I think too often. You know, we're bringing in not us necessarily, but I think teams are bringing in players or coaches that, uh, you know, don't have any experience, uh, and that is really a downfall, and it and it hurts the team more than it actually helps the team. Yeah, and and you know, a lot of um, a lot of coaches don't want to do um, what the head coach wants them to do. Um, I I call it they want plants, you know. 
Um, they want to do their own thing. And, you know, some of the best coaches in the, in the country have never played a down of football. Um, some of them have never played the position. They just studied it so much or been around people that are great at it. You know, the, the Paul Brown coaching tree, you just look at that thing, man, um, of how great those guys are, all of them. And, uh, you know, the greatest thing is for, for each coach to be just like the player to understand what their role is. Do not try to do more. Do not do less. Try to do exactly what your role is. And when you're, you know, when you're looking for players, naturally, you got, I mean, you're always looking for superstars. Don't get me wrong. But you're looking for, you're looking for players. You're looking for players that will fit in. Uh, we talked about it today, uh, certain players that we're hunting right now to, to fit our team uh, as far as role players and this, that, and other. And um, that's what you're hunting for as coaches as well. They have to understand that. They have to understand, hey, here's what my boundaries are, no matter what. No matter what. Here's what my boundaries are. And if I step over them, it's not going to be good. And if I don't achieve to them, it's not going to be good. Um, And I think it's just as hard to find coaches that fit into your system as it is players. Well, I think it's probably, uh, in my opinion, I mean, if we can go further, I think it might even be more, uh, more impossible in, in some some scenarios. Uh, you know, you you just look, uh, the proof is in the pudding for us. You know, we have three coaches, um, and we wear so many different hats. But yet, you know, every year it seems like we're competing for a championship. Um, and I, I, you know, and we're not. We just don't settle for anybody to come in and coach our team. You know, I, I would say I would actually even say it might even be a, a lot more difficult, if uh, impossible, uh, because uh, you know to be a coach you have to be more committed uh, to, uh, to coach, and uh, especially at this level because it's it's a non-pay position, uh, and uh, when you're volunteering to do something, you have to actually put uh, put aside your um, uh, your ego a little more uh, as a coach because uh, you, you you have to follow. Uh, a protocol and know your role. And if not, uh, you know, you're either not coaching or you're hurting the team a lot worse than you, uh, you, you, you think you are. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. And, and you know what, here, here's the thing that gets me is, is ever, everybody's volunteering right now at this level. And, and, you know, we're going to keep volunteering until we get everybody to this same point. And it seems like the harder some of us try, the harder some of us don't try. And uh, it makes it rough. But, you know, it's it's like Jennifer. She, you know, she's been wanting to, to get into some coaching and get some experience. And um, she went to, you know, that women's camp a couple of years ago. And they had some really, really good speakers. And a, and a woman owns the majority of the Buffalo Bill. Uh, the, the majority owner of the Buffalo Bills is a woman, I'm sorry. And, uh, you know, she had a good speech. And uh, uh, the coach at the Carolina uh, Panthers, uh, what's his name? He, um, I can't think of it. But he, anyway, he's a, um, you know, he's a former player. And he said when he when he started coaching that uh, he, he coached at that level for free, just had to donate, you know, just to uh, Ron Rivera. And, uh 
just till he could start, you know, getting a gig. And, you know, that's what I told her is, hey, you know, it's hard to rent, in my opinion. Now, I play football, you play football, we both coach football. It's hard to play and coach and see it from see it from uh, different points of view. Um, that's why, you know, I'm I'm trying hard to get her um, to pursue um, going to United to get some coaching experience to see something from a different level, not to hear me uh, in her ear or tell her, you know, how things can let her find her own way of, of doing things. And, you know, in a couple of years or next year, whatever, when she retires, then, then she will be ready to, to step in and uh, take a coaching position and, uh, you know, be respected for it and know what to see from a coach's perspective instead of a player's perspective. I definitely think that that would, uh, you know, that would help. Uh, that would help anybody uh, to to volunteer and uh, to volunteer at whatever level it is. Uh, if you're a woman uh, playing football and you, you know, if you're looking to get involved in the coaching even after, uh, but to even understand more of what the coaches are going through, so you can understand what it is that is being uh, taught to you, so maybe you can process a little better. I volunteer. I mean, I I volunteered. I've done this that's all I've ever done is volunteer playing uh, for football. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I tell you, sooner or later or maybe never, uh, somebody will come knocking and say, and that's the goal maybe for me, somebody will come knocking and say, hey, we're offering you a paid position. I mean, that may never happen, and it may happen. Who knows? But my point is, is that if you get, um, you know, you get involved and you're out there uh, uh, volunteering your time to coach, uh, it can help you as much as, as coaching, but it can help you as much as being a player as well, because now you understand both sides of the of the coin. Well, I, I firmly believe that, and you know, I'm in I'm in the same same position as you. Is you know, I mean, uh, we own this team and and stuff, and it, it's volunteer. I mean, it costs us money every year to have this team, and um, we're a nonprofit organization. But uh, for for me. You know, I look at it as if if you're going to sometime, at some point in time, and this ain't just you or me or Jennifer or, or whoever, but at some point in time, if you're going to get paid, just like Ron Rivera told them in that story, I donated my time a long time. Then my jobs were small paying jobs, and they were not roles that what I would consider to be good coaching roles until, you know, and this guy was a great player in the NFL, and he had a tough road to hoe. So somebody like us, we have to really get this experience and knowledge through uh, this level of volunteering and get out there before the next level is going to happen, and, and that's for any of us. Yeah, it's, so it's it, – that Ron Rivera, he you know he played for the Chicago Bears, and you know that Chicago Bear defense they had in eighty was eighty five. Uh, when he was coming off that field, and then, or when he was coming out of retirement or coming to coach, if you weren't, it's just that's how hard it is. I guess is what I'm trying to convey is that Ron Rivera played for the eighty five Chicago Bears, uh, and he had to donate his time. So it, you know, it's 
but then again, you have other people too uh, that uh, you know just happen to be in the right place at the right time, uh, and are looking to do something, and they just you know they take that opportunity and take full advantage of it. Uh, but more often than not, you have to start just like Juan Rivera did. Um, you know, and it could be, you know, there's, there's a lot of trying times. I mean, heck man, we've talked, I don't know how many times about how trying the time is with us, you know, doing what we're doing. And, um, but you know, the drive for us to keep doing it is because that, you know, not just for the love of these girls and and for the love of of football, but you know, there's also still that, that some, some hope that, uh, you know, somebody's going to say, Hey, we, we, we're looking at you to come over here and do this, uh, this job. And, uh, you know, you know, I guess that's just like a coach or just like a player, excuse me, that's um, hoping to play. You've got coaches out here that has aspirations to be his coach. Yeah, I think I think that you you have to have. You know, I think for for you know just to be saddled um, in in what little bit of um, and I say little bit of coaching we do. Um, it ain't little that we do when we're coaching, but you know. We don't get to coach every day um, like these high school guys and these. I mean, shoot, me and me and Jennifer watched a, um, a thing. You know, those all for all or nothing. And and these coaches, man, are sleeping at the facilities most of the time. Um, of course, don't get me wrong; they get paid big bucks, and I understand. But you know, here we are wanting to to do more and. We're actually, you know, in a position where we don't get to do much. Now, we can't afford to do much more because it's all volunteer and you're not getting paid and you have to have a job. But, we, you know, we want uh, to get out there and see what we can do. You know, I would – I'm, I'm going to say this. I, I'd like to see um, a lot of these high school teams, I'm not going to name names, what, what me and you could take and do uh, with these high school teams. And I know – I know a team or two that's going to go over this year, and uh, I firmly believe that we could take them and, and go 500 right now. I, I would I would say that's a safe assumption. I mean, we've talked. Uh, you know, we don't want to we don't want to throw any teams under the bus, but we've talked um, about it. And I'd say that you're 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 right. And that's not to toot our own horns, but that's just that the the, the confidence I think that we have in our ability to to coach. Uh, and this is like you were saying you earlier in the show, we don't have to have a fancy degree from a four-year university. We don't have to have ever played a down of football to be a good coach. Um, you know, uh, there are, there are plenty of uh, individuals that were uh, professional athletes that didn't make it as coaches uh, at their, their respective sports. Um, and then there are some coaches who just have, you've, you've never even heard of just walked in off the street. Uh, and, and end up getting good coaching jobs. And, but players are the same way. You know, you get players that come from a, a, a junior college and been out of the game for three or four years, but have been working and grinding and grinding and getting that, that, that position to where they're able to play. Um, but, I, you know, going back to your point of, of what we can do uh, and making certain teams better, uh, now I think that's just the approach that, uh, you know, even though it's a volunteer, I think the approach is uh, that it's a job. Uh, it is volunteer, but it's a job, and I think we both approach it as such. Yeah, I think you know that that's to me when when you're recruiting um, players, um, that should be the main thing that these players are concerned about is is you know how how dedicated 
uh, are my coaches? How good are these guys? How how challenging are these guys going to be? You know, instead of, well, now how many days do y'all practice? I don't know this. Uh, I mean, it would seem like you don't get here's, – here's what these girls are failing to realize. Not just not just us, but all the other teams that have teams are giving you an opportunity to do something you've never done before. And who knows if everybody would take the seriousness with them, approach to it that we do. Who knows where this could get you to? Now, for some of these girls that are ending their career, they're going to be the you know the grandmothers like the grandfathers of, of football NFL was you know the old guys the the Mark Stars and those guys they make chunk change Mike most of those guys had to take and have a, a second job just to be able to play they make so little money they paved the way for these backups uh, quarterbacks and and third string quarterbacks to make millions of dollars uh, that they never made you know so. It, it, it's about the seriousness of it, and that would be to me, these girls. The first thing these recruits should ask is, is how dedicated are my coaches? How serious are they? And we just don't hear that. Yeah, you're right. We don't. Uh, and uh, but I think uh, that is just uh, you know I, I don't know what attribute to that. Uh, I don't know why why the first question out of their mouth or one of the first questions is how how dedicated are we. Um, but uh, you know, look, whether whether we want to uh, admit it or not, as far as women's football, it's still in the pioneer phase. And I know that this sport has been around for for years for for women. Um, I saw a picture just the other day of a 1940s football team that was all all women. So I mean, that's how far back I've seen. It could probably even go further. But we're still in the pioneer phase. And I think you hit the nail on the head that there are players here that are at the tail end of their careers uh, that uh, may never, ever uh, get paid to play football. Uh, but they're going to be known as, you know, some of the pioneers to get this off the ground. And if you can get uh, to, to the point to where you look at playing football um, as a job, even though everything is volunteer, and in some cases you pay to play, um, but if you're having that aspiration – to have in your lifetime see something like a woman's NFL or a, for a woman's college football or a, a woman's high school football, uh, these are the, the things that you're going to have to, to, you know, to come to realize that it may not happen in your lifetime, but it's about what you're wanting to have happen after you're gone and to approach it in such a manner to where, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to set women's football up for success, you, you know, way after I'm done playing. And, uh, you know, I, it, so approach it as a job, and I and I think, um, you know, if you can, you know, if we can convey that uh, to some of our recruits, uh, and I think if anybody listening can can convey that to to their players and 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 kind of take heed to that, uh, then everything about this sport's going to go further, faster, uh, and that's you know, of course that's my opinion, uh, but that's just uh, yeah, that's something I uh, I truly believe in. Yeah, well, you know what I hear all the time, and this is and this is a statement that is not true. Um, I hear them say, "Well, it can't be professional until you get paid," and I'm gonna tell you how they're wrong. If a lot of people out there do not know anything about professional rodeo or 
professional team ropers, or professional bull riders, or whatever, anything to do with the sport of rodeo, those contestants, I'm talking about guys that have won seven and eight world championships, same thing as Super Bowls, holding up the the belt buckle at the end of the year, and their event is just like winning the Super Bowl. Those guys have to pay an entry fee to compete. Nobody pays up. Now, they may get sponsors to help them out. They have to have a truck and trailer. They have to have several horses. They have to have all kinds of saddles, all kinds of clothes, hats, ropes. I mean, you just can't imagine what it costs a year to be a professional rodeo athlete. And somebody has to pay that. They're not on a team like the Dallas Cowboys or the New England Patriots or nothing like that. They're on their own team. Now, they do have some, some special rodeos that they're they're on a team, like Team Area, which is, is Boots, and Team Wrangler, which is jeans and apparel, and that kind of thing. And now maybe at that event, their fees may be covered by what team they're on. But for the most part, these guys go to 100 rodeos a year, and they pay their way. So... Yes, folks, professional athletes do pay their way. And so that that's a big misconsumption my, when I hear, well, you can't be a professional until you get paid. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I Listen, for me, professionalism, this is just for me, professionalism is a mindset. Um, but there is a huge difference between being a professional and getting uh, making a living at what you do. Uh, and you don't have to be, like you said, you don't have to earn a living necessarily, I have to say, uh, earn a living. But to be a professional, um, you know, you don't have to have the, the, the standard contracts like these, you know, NFL players are having. Um, you know, to be a professional, a lot of it is a mindset uh, and, uh, you know, it's all about how you carry yourself too. And, and, uh, but yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And, you know, but you know, all of these, most of the female athletes that we know, especially at the, at the football level, they're paying some sort of, uh, fee, uh, just to play or even try out. Now we even know that there's a couple of teams that are in the thousands of dollars just for you to even be on the football team. So you're absolutely right. Yeah, some of these, you know, there's there's teams that, uh, Mike, that um, this will be the Tri-Cities Thunder's fifth year coming up uh, in existence. And uh, only um, five coaches have ever coached on this, on this staff. And, you know, three of them still here. And... Um, there's some of these organizations that have been in existence as long as ours that have had 20 or 25 guys come through their organization and coaching. And the, these teams can't figure it out that, you know, their their record is, is you know, 6 and 33 or something and in four years, and we're 27 and 10 in four years, and played in three championships, one one, and one game away from playing in another one all four years, and and I really contribute that to the solid foundation of of what our values are on this team, and I think that most of these um, 
people, most of these girls, and, and maybe even organizations out there, um, you know, we don't get the recognition um, for what we do here because people don't understand. We're a small rural area. Me and Mandy talked about it last week. There is less than 80,000 people in the Tri-Cities uh, where this team is from. Uh, and to do that, it, I mean, something has to be said with the foundation that we're laying. Now, it's a lot to do with why we don't have as many players because these girls don't like the structure that we have. But what we do with the girls we do have is, is sort of unheard of. And, and I don't care if people think, well, you're bragging on yourself or what. But, I mean, at some point you have to realize there's there's something to it. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it's all around the country, and not just at minor league or, or the uh, you know the semi-pro level or whatever you want to call it. Colleges are the same way. You know, there's Division three colleges and some universities that just don't have the pick of the litter, but yet they end up uh, you know putting a winning record every year uh, and putting athletes into the next level, whether it be pro or or whatever the case may be. Uh, but uh, the foundation that I think we've set, and, and listen, that just comes from, you know, myself knowing you, your role, and what it is you're expecting of me, and then it trickles down so forth, uh, that we hold everybody to a standard, uh, and that standard is, is always, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're striving to meet that standard. But, uh, you know, it's hard, man. It really is hard for us to, uh, when you're looking at such a small area like we are, um, it's hard to, to, to it, it's, it's in some cases for me, it's even impossible to fathom sometimes to think that, you know, this team has been around this long, uh, you know, for just four years going into its fifth year, the record that's been put up, uh, and with, with not having, you know, down there in Hampton Roads, like me and you talked when there's 800,000 individuals down there, um, it's just, it's sometimes it, it's, I'm in awe of what we've accomplished. Uh, proud of what we accomplished, but certainly is a tribute to a lot of the players too. Yeah, that's what I say. It's for the you know the players that have hung around, and um, you know I think we're down to two players on this original team. When we first started it, we're down to two players um, that that's left, and you know that's that's sad um, because if we had all those players that have played through these years on all these teams, man, I'm telling you, it would, it would be unbelievable. But it's, it's, I don't, they can't, they can't take the fact that, um, I, I say it all the time, uh, you know, they can't take it, uh, the prosperity of it, of, of, you know, you, you buy in to what I'm selling you, you're going to give up uh, something, but we're going to be winners. You're going to be, uh, at the end of the year, we're going to be there. And I think they find uh, that hard to continue to do um, every every single year is, is the fact that it's just easy for them not to play. And, you know, if if it's that easy for you not to play, then you're probably making the right decision about not playing because I'm just going to tell you um, when I when I played football there there was nothing going to keep me from playing football other than my mom not letting me for whatever reason um, you know uh, what injuries would keep me from it unless the uh, you know the doctors took you out 
whatever. I, I was going to play, uh, and I real, you know, I, I told this to uh, to the Robertson girl when we met her the other day. Don't wish, don't second guess. Um, I did that uh, by not going on and playing because I hated school, and I played for two years because I couldn't get over it. You know, just every Sunday. And I wished I would. And so if it's that easy for them not to play, then they're probably making the right decision. Yeah, I, you know, we we talk about it a lot. And, uh, you know, we, we've seen it come. And we've seen players come. We've seen players go. And we've seen players have uh, every year. It seems like, you know, we have players that we think that are going to be here the next year. And then they end up saying, well, it's just maybe something. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and when we just you look around and we got eight players that we know that are solid eight players that are going to give us uh, what they have. And, um, you know, you're right. If you're, if you're out there and you're thinking that, uh, you know, football, uh, and it's not just football, it's anything that you're doing. Um, but if it's easy for you to say, maybe I, I just don't want to do it or I shouldn't do it, then you probably should just walk away because, uh, you know, when you're playing a team sport, uh, you know, you're just not making a commitment uh, to yourself, to your coaches, you're making a commitment to, you know, 30, 40, you know, 50 other players on that team that are counting on you as much as coaches and you account on yourself. Uh, and so if there's any doubt that you don't want to be doing something uh, and playing the ultimate team sport, uh, then you should, uh, you know, you should walk right through the door and leave and, you know, just, you know, don't look back. Here's a stat that that most people uh, would would kill over to know. Uh, we we won a championship last year. This year, from the time the season started, I'm talking about from the first game we played until we played in the championship game, we lost. We had five starters from the previous year. Five starters from the previous year quit throughout the 2018 season before we made it to the championship game. Now, how many teams at any level, Division One, Two, Three, whatever, how many teams can take that, take that big of a hit losing five starters and still play in a championship game and only get beat by six on a play um, that, you know, was unfortunate at the end? Well, I can only think of one, uh, and, uh, you know, that's Alabama. Uh, <laughs> um, but you're right. I mean, it's just – it's really unheard of uh, to lose, you know, that many players uh, and then still, you know, being – but if you if you look back, uh, it's the players that stepped in were the ones that wanted to step in and understand that uh, this is where – I'm needed, understanding their role uh, for a team. And that's, you know, what we were saying is if it's easier for you to walk away and give up on your team like that. Um, but, you know, we, unfortunately for us, we had people willing to step up. Yeah, I mean, we were taking, um, you know, taking girls that played tight end and moving them to guard and taking wide receivers and moving them to tight end and uh, things of that nature just to be able to, um, you know, to to play 
and compete. And, and that's why I say, you know, that not just me, but, you know, the, our coaches that, that hang around and, and uh, put in put in that time. And, uh, you know, we go through some bad times and shoot, we butt heads and, and uh, you know, don't necessarily always see things the same way. But in the end, we, we figure out a way to get it done with, with who we got to to do with. And I just think, you know, a lot of times that we get overshadowed um, by that uh, because because we are a small uh, roster. We are a small market team. You know, I don't think as many people take us as serious as, as what they should. And um, it's easy. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. It's easy to coach a team of 50 or 60 players uh, when you got seven or eight coaches out there. It's a lot easier than, than doing what me and you're uh, doing right here. Well, yeah. I mean, we have to convince, uh, you know, 16 players. Uh, some of which the players have to play both ways or play the whole game. Uh, we have to convince them that it's what the team needs. And uh, it, it's hard. And it's it's hard to convey that message at times. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, I think uh, we are surrounded by uh, a, a foundation of players who, who understand and, and get us, uh, which is which is really important. Um, but, you know, you're going back to saying about how we bump heads and now we're talking about how bumping roles or uh, understanding roles, excuse me, you know, that we have had discussions on phone. I mean, I, there are some things that I, you know, thought could be done maybe differently, not better, just differently, and I've, I've expressed them to you. But at the end of the day, you know, you're the head coach, and everything is your responsibility. This is how you wanted to run. And at the end of the day, I just say, you know what, you're right. I'm, I'm with you, and let's roll with it. Um, and so, um, you know, but, I, you know, listen, we're, what we're doing here, um, you know, I just think if it was, uh, if it was put on a TV show, I think – uh, is the best way I can give it an analogy. If if it was all, if we had hard knocks, and this was all about coming to the Thunder, uh, I think people uh, looking at it would be really surprised to think or to see what is being accomplished uh, with this team, um, with very little resources, uh, with very little support. Um, now we have some support, but we don't with you know from from the surrounding area, but uh, you know. I think the fans or people would even understand probably a little more and see what's going on that uh, it's most coaches and most teams wouldn't have made it through the first year of doing what we're doing. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you, there is nobody. And when I say nobody, there's no school opening up their stadium for us free. There's nobody opening up their tools for us to use free. As a matter of fact, when these schools find out we're practicing there, they, uh, you know, go to the county stuff, so they want us to send letters to have to get approved to practice there, even when they're not using the field. Listen, we're, we're uh, you know, facing uh, hard times at every corner here, trying to get, you know, just find places to practice, just tools to use. Um, nobody's helping us do nothing. Uh, I mean, let's just like it is. And to – you know, just to be able, I mean, we have no tools. I mean, people don't realize, you know, we go hit a sled. It's when nobody's around and uh, we can sneak in somewhere and work a little while on a sled. That, that's when we're putting in the work, you know. Uh, we go uh, when nobody else is using the field where we can kick some field goals. I mean, the places we practice, most teams wouldn't dare think of practicing. Um, I, I 
think that's one reason why we're as successful as what we are because we're not too good uh, to practice anywhere, and uh, we will go play anywhere. Uh, we're fortunate to play at a good place, but it's not free. I mean, nothing comes to us free. Nobody wants to help us do anything around here. And I get the feeling for most of the people uh, in women's football that they're in the same boat, that nobody uh, wants to help. And that is really, really unfortunate, not for me and you, but for these for these girls that are really trying uh, to make a difference. Um, some of them in their life, some of them, you know, with women's football. I mean, they're, you know, as well as I do, there, there's a handful of girls on our team that would cut their leg off uh, to know that they could uh, play professional football. I'm talking about uh, in a uh, like the WNBA, like the WNFL deal, where they had teams and they actually got a contract to get paid. There's a handful of girls on our team that, that would do anything in this world for that. But yet we can't even get help from our local people uh, on board to help us do anything, and and Mike, to me that is that is just sad, 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 man. Well, you know, Dave, this is something that's not just plaguing our team. I mean, it plagues teams all across the country, uh, from from one coast to the other. There are teams out there that that are you know that have forty, fifty players that are still struggling uh, to to find that support. Um, but, you know, all I can say is, is that, you know, fortunate for us that our desire, yours and mine and the handful of players that we have to stick with it, is what's keeping this afloat. And, um, you know, it, it's just until we can get uh, these these small market teams with communities behind them, um, you know, and that just takes it just takes work. It takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. And in our case, it's not going to happen within the first four years. Uh, but, you know, the hope that sooner or later somebody's going to see what we're doing uh, and, uh, you know, you know, putting a good product out there uh, and, and saying that this is worth something to invest in. Um, but, you know, it, it's something that's going to plague this level for, for a long time or has been, excuse me, because, uh, you know, it's just, you know, until we can change the, uh, the, the, uh, the mindset of certain certain individuals or certain people not believing that this is something that can't progress uh, to the next level and see it as something that's worthy of uh, devoting some uh, some resources to, uh, you know, we're just, we're going to be in the same boat. But my hope and my dream is that, you know, we're, we're going to get there and we're just going to have to keep on, uh, you know, you know, day by day pushing and keep recruiting and keep doing it is what we're doing. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe we're, uh, Maybe there's somebody out there listening to us now that's that's agreeing with what we're saying, uh, and and maybe they're going to make a reference to us and say, you know, there's teams in Tennessee that's doing exactly what we're doing and struggling just like we are, but staying afloat because of how we uh, want women's football to uh, to be perceived. Yeah, I look at these these girls, these two girls playing on that high school actually uh, can do more probably for women's football in in this year if if they knew how than what we have in the last five years. And I say that because listen, we found out that they were playing. Um uh, two days later we're we're meeting one of them, uh talking to her that night, me, you and Jennifer are going to a jamboree to watch them play 
throughout the crowd. People know we're there uh, recruiting, watching these girls play. We're talking about women's football. We're actually going to travel down the road uh, 30, 40 minutes to watch them play this Friday night. How many people do you know um, when they hear about women's football get that excited and just come and follow us uh, just because they want to be part of it and uh, really like it or even, you know, want to recruit other people to come. They just, people just don't get excited like we got excited for them and, and, you know, want to come and join us uh, like, like what we're doing with this high school over here when none of us even went to this high school. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're you're right. I mean, there was an article in the paper, um, and I, I was sent a message from from Jennifer, uh, you know, and you know, hey, we need to recruit, and uh, you know, I sent a message to him via Facebook, and uh, got a response back, and then you know, there's been two days later we met him, uh, and we uh, we were so excited. I, I think we were probably more excited the fact that there was a, a, a girl playing high school football than she was to, to meet with us. Um, I, I, you don't see that. Um, and, you know, I, it, maybe it's just, just our nature. Maybe it's just what it is we believe in. But, uh, you know, you have to be that way. Uh, you have to be excited about the, the next, uh, you know, that what could be, quote, unquote, the next best thing. If you're having a female out there playing football on, a, on an all-males uh, high school team, uh, how, and you're a coach, uh, or you're associated with a women's football team. How are you not excited? That's my question. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what I've noticed is is uh, uh, Jennifer actually had something to do that day and couldn't go with us, and and I'd asked another player to go, and I'm not sure what happened there uh, that she didn't go. But I will say this: that girl uh, was sitting there in front of us, and and she looked scared to death. And as soon as we get to that game and she sees Jennifer, I mean, it's just like they've known each other forever, you know. They're over talking and, and this, that, and the other. And um, so I, I definitely think um, that it, we're going to have to um, have these, uh, I mean, me and you ain't the, uh, we're pretty scary looking guys, I guess. And, and we're really, uh, you know, straightforward and asking all these questions of these girls. And, um, I think, you know, to be honest, it, it may be a woman's part, you know, and as much as we want to get there, because I'm thinking, man, I don't know about it. And then when Jennifer gets there, it's just like, oh, yeah, they're just real talkative and want to take a picture and, and everything, you know. When we were sitting there, it was like she was sitting there with her hands down, her feet crossed, and barely looking up at us. Well, I, I think that's probably uh, like we were talking earlier about coaching. Uh, and I think that's, you know, Jennifer being a female player on our team uh, or being, you know, and, and one of the best players on our team, being a captain, um, showing uh, showing up and supporting of, of two girls that she doesn't even know, but they have this one common bond is that they play football. Um, and I think it, it was an icebreaker. I think if we if she was with us when we met with her, it probably would have been um, uh, a lot smoother. Uh, but I think that's because, you know, she's, she's coached by guys for men already, and I think that's just a respect thing. But I definitely, you know, when you got, you know, two big guys like us sitting across from you, drilling you and asking you questions – uh, you know, not a lot of players are going to uh, to be too comfortable with that. But 
you're right. It may be just a female thing. It gives you a little females talk, right? <laughs> yeah, there's actually, uh, you know, some girls that uh, Jennifer will send to me, and, and I think she might know already that, that they're not going to play. And uh, once they talk to me, they're either, you know, all in or they're not. And then there's some that she thinks she might be able to get played. She don't even tell call me that she she just talks to them because uh, you know, I, I I'm just straightforward. I, I firmly believe and I you know, it's just like I said earlier, if if it's that easy for you not to play, then don't waste my time because you you're not gonna play. And there's nothing I hate more. Listen, I got more respect for a girl to come out there and try out and we had a couple come out and try out and say, Hey, you know what, look, much as I love to play, this just ain't for me. I got more respect for that girl than I do these girls that wasted all of our time during the offseason, some of these games, and then leave us hanging in the middle of the season. I have no respect for those girls, and I'm telling you, those girls are not welcome on this team. As long as I'm uh, part owner of it or whatever, those girls that leave us hanging, they didn't just leave. Well, as a matter of fact, they didn't leave me hanging at all. They left those other 15, 16 girls that we had left in here. That's who they left hanging. And if all those girls don't have a problem with it, then there's not much to them either. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, it's all about the culture you have in your team, and I, and I really believe that. And uh, I, I, we talked earlier about it, and uh, I think that there are uh, probably a lot of players uh, who do care about what's happening. And, you know, I'm not going to mention names, but, you know, we we had that conversation. Look, you know, if, if, if the culture you have on your football team um, and if your players are buying in to what it is a coach is selling – uh, then players should absolutely 100% be upset with any player that walks out. Now, that, that player doesn't have to be a starter. It could be uh, a role player. It could be somebody that just never plays, period. Um, any player that bails out uh, midseason, uh, and, 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 you know, barring any type of injury, um, you know, any player should be upset with that. And, uh, you know, again, that goes into the culture. Hopefully the culture that you're selling is something that the players are buying. Yeah. When I say these players should be upset, um, you know, it may be the difference of of us winning that championship or not. Now, we know for a fact that the Hampton Rose Lady Gators have a good team, and they were rightfully so uh, the champions. I would never take nothing away from them and don't want anybody to think that I am taking away from them. But what I'm saying is, as far as our team, the difference of when linemen quit and we had to move tight ends and wide receivers into play line and and tight end, then that messed with our rotation of sub and wide receivers. That messed with our rotation of being able to sub on defense. That left us short of kickoff players, that some of these players that were playing so much, we were given breaks by the players that were only playing one way, using them on the kickoffs. That meant players that were playing both ways that were getting a break. Now, all of a sudden, they have to play on kickoff. And when it's 100 degrees and in that field, uh, makes it about 120 degrees. And uh, you know what? We 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 ran out of gas, man. I mean, it was it was hot. I seen players on our team that were I put up in any kind of shape against anybody. I seen them just literally melting away 
that they played so much and it was so hot. Now, didn't uh, directly cause us to lose the game, but there was when you get so tired, you break down mentally. And uh, all that is mental when you don't have as many subs. And when you go into a year and, you know, we started, I think, with 20 and at one time had 21, and, and then you lose that many. And then you gain one or something um, here and there. But we finished with 16. And that literally just kills you as a team. And these girls uh, fought hard. Don't get me wrong. They put up a great fight. Um, and I just think that, you know, those girls leaving them hanging high and dry, um, that just contributes to, to part of us getting beat in that championship game. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I'll tell you, I, listen, we, I don't, I'm with you. I don't want to take anything away from, from the Gators. I mean, th- listen, they got athletes, you know, th- that are out there over there and they just, listen, they played a heck of a football game and, you're right. You know the champ. The, you know that that team deserves to be champions, and and I don't I don't I don't want this to get misconstrued or that we're trying to say listen we, we you know we're we're we should have won the championship. What we're saying is clearly is with the amount of players that we had leave us and it hurt us and it, some some teams hurt it hurts more than it hurts others, uh, but it it devastated us and um, you know. I, you know, it, it it has a huge factor uh, in, in, in how you end the season. Um, you know, we don't have a team of 40, 50 players. And so when you're pushing 21 players and you lose five players and you're down to 16 and then you're, and then you're playing on one of the hottest days in, 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 in record, uh, it, you know, it takes its toll. Um, but, you know, again, I don't want anybody to think that, that we're uh, trying to say that uh, the Gators – uh, weren't the better team. I mean, they, they, they had to play on the same field, and they had to do exactly uh, what we did, uh, but it just affected us more than them. Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're definitely the better team. They beat us three games. I mean, we didn't beat them any. They were all tough games, and um, they had enough down the stretch to, to win all three games. And, um, you know, and I, I think anybody that has any sense knows that we're not trying to say that. We're just, uh, you know, talking about uh, small roster teams. And not that they had a big roster either, um, but, uh, you know, when it's all I'm saying is we lose five starters from from the time the first or second game um, till till the last game and and it really affected us and uh, so one other thing Mike before we uh, go we got about five minutes here before we have to go uh, is we you know we do have a player uh, on our team that her daughter is actually playing with the boys this year and that's Andrea. Her daughter Sapphire is playing. I think she's 11 years old, and uh, she's playing tackle football for the first time. I, you know, I, I heard something about that at the meeting. I don't know who is she playing for. <laughs> uh, just there's a there's a 
a league somewhere around there. I don't know. Jennifer knows more than I do. Uh, but it, it, it is tackle football, and I don't know uh, what position or anything she's going to play. I'm going to try to, um, you know, find out, go watch her play and uh, try to support her because, you know, maybe, you know what, you never know. Maybe she'll blossom into uh, to being a player like her mama. I mean, her mom's a, a pretty good player in her own right and uh, uh, still is and uh, not that old boots. And uh, so maybe – you know, maybe she'll be uh, like her mom. So uh, we'll see. Mike, I appreciate you joining me tonight and, and talking. And uh, uh, maybe in another week or two, if McGriff, he gets uh, feeling better. He's under the weather. We'll get him on here and uh, talk about some league stuff and uh, maybe some more about their team, coaches, and the approach they have and uh, things of that nature. All right, Dave. Well, I appreciate you having me. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you coming on. Okay. Coach Mike Wallace, he is currently the interim head coach for the Tri-Cities Thunder right now, folks. Uh, really appreciate him uh, joining us tonight. Uh, perspective from not just my point, but uh, other coaches out there and uh, what these small roster teams uh, like the Tri-Cities Thunder, small market teams actually go through competing uh, with a lot of these big market uh, teams, not necessarily big roster, but big market teams, and uh, what we're up against every every single year and, and every single week. So, uh, uh, really appreciate him coming on tonight, talk with us, and giving his perspective. Uh, any teams out there uh, would like to join uh, the USWFL? You can. Uh, uh, yeah, find us at USWFL at yahoo.com, uh, net, or Facebook at USWFL Football League. Um, thanks to JC Hawk Sports Network for giving us this opportunity to uh, talk about women's football. And uh, we uh, really appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening. Um, that's about all the time we have for this week. Um, so, until uh, next week, I'll see you then.